thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. It is our privilege to be able to come to where you're at yes. and share the word with you. Don't you love the word? Yes. I mean, it, it takes our life and sets it on course. It gives us the best life. Yes. Amen. And so thank you for joining us. And we say this, get your Bible, follow along with us, take, take notes of some kind of what, of things that God would say to you, because we're believing God to give answers to you for your life. Amen. Uh, we've been taking the last several episodes and we've been talking about what we do during times of opposition. What do we do during times of testing? Because just because we have faith doesn't mean that we're going to bypass seasons of opposition. Right, They're right. still going to come. It's just the faith in our hearts. When we release that faith, mm-hmm. it's going to determine the outcome. That's right. And so, uh, my mother used to say to us, cause there were four kids in the family. She'd say, you can start anything. You're big enough to let me finish. <laughs> Meaning if you're going to argue with me, if you're going to talk back to me, mm-hmm. you better, if you're going to start that, you better make sure you can hand out the finish. Cause I'm going to finish yes. that. And so it's the same way with the enemy. He can start anything, but we get the finish. That's right. Amen. We determine that we write the ending. Yes. But with our faith yes. and the word of God, we write that ending. Yes. Amen. What's that mean? We're not a victim. That's what right. that means. Right. I am not a victim. You're not a victim. Right. We are, uh, Jesus has made us master. Yes. yes over the circumstances of our life to rule and reign as kings in this life is what the word tells us. How many of you know that a king, he has dominion in his kingdom. We don't rule and reign over other people and their lives, but we do over the circumstances of our life. And we say, uh, something may come against us, but it's going to turn out the way I say, amen. Um, the spirit of God said something to me years ago, bringing this verse to me there in Hebrews, where it says, I will boldly say of the Lord, he is my helper. And God said to me, do you know how how I help you? He said, when you put my word in your mouth, that's my help to you. Meaning this, the word tells us that he hastens to his word to perform it. So when we speak his word, we give him something to perform. That's right. If we're not speaking his word, then he has nothing to perform in our life because all he can perform is his word. All he will perform is his word. He will not violate his word. So for us to have his performance, we have to have his word in our mouth. Amen. Amen. So that means this, we're not waiting on him as to how much he performs. He's waiting on us. How much do we want him to perform? 
Because the more we say his word, the more we're giving him to perform. The less we say his word, the less we're giving him to perform. So it's our privilege to learn his word. And that's why it's a privilege that we get to come and spend this time with you because we're learning together his word and what what to fill our mouths with. Amen. Amen. We've been taking this verse in Psalm chapter 37 and verse 18. You can follow along with us if you would. And uh, it's such a great verse. It's a loaded verse. It says, the Lord knoweth the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. So this verse tells us, it already shows us our future. When evil time comes, we already know the outcome. When there's days of famine or days of scarcity, not enough in the world, we know the outcome. God's already showing us our future in this verse. Uh, See it that way. Mm -hmm. Speak it that way. This is my future. This is what I'm having. Don't let the news media determine what your income is going to be like. What the economy of your house household is going to be. The economy of the world is not my economy. Amen. Amen. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I have a divine heavenly bank that I make withdrawals from. Amen. Uh, So we have to have skill at doing that so we don't draw out of the wrong system. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I like the NIV translation, how it reads. It says, the blameless spend their days under the Lord's care. Right there is our future. We're under his care all the days of our life. No matter what other days try to show up, we have the Lord's care in our days. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care. Look at this. And their inheritance will endure forever. What's that mean? Our inheritance isn't going to run out. It's not going to run thin and no one can steal it from us. Amen. Amen. In times of disaster, they will not wither. Well, if, a, if you see a tree that has withered, a plant that has withered, what is it? It has lacked something. Right. It's lacked water. Maybe it's lacked nutrients. Maybe it's lacked enough sunlight. It's had lack in its, in its life. Right. And so it withered. Uh, we'll never lack. In times of disaster, we won't wither because there won't be any lack in our lives. And then it goes on and reads, in days of famine, they shall enjoy plenty. I like the last two words, enjoy plenty. I I appreciate that it doesn't say they shall just have plenty. They shall enjoy plenty. Why? Because in days of famine, others aren't enjoying it, but we're enjoying ourselves still. We're not enjoying the famine. We're enjoying the plenty. Amen. Amen. What's this tell us that in days of famine, we come into more. Those are promotion times for the body of Christ. When everything else seems to be ebbing low, we get, we come into, we come into multiplication and increase. If you will look all through scriptures, you will see at times of natural devastation in the earth is that God's people were flourishing during those times. Amen. They flourished. And uh, just know this, that times that offer difficulty, that's not, that's not what belongs to us. Yeah. We'll increase in that time. We'll advance in that time. God will promote us to that, in that time. Yes. 
Amen. Uh, the New Living Translation reads this way of Psalm 37, verses 18 and 19. Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent. Look at this. There's never a day that we're without his help. That's right. Never a day without his care. You think that a difficult day came to your life? The Lord's help is in that day. Yes. Amen. Amen. His care for us is in that day. Yes. Don't ever say I have a blue Monday, a dark. You don't have a dark day because the Lord, the Lord is in that day caring for you. Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent. Look at this. And they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. We never hit the bottom. We never hit the bottom. They will not be disgraced in hard times. Notice this, hard times come, but they're not a disgrace to us. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. Even in famine, notice famine comes, they'll have more than enough. Amen. 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 So don't take the news report and call that your future. This is your future. What God says is your future. This is the important thing we've been talking about in these past several episodes is this. Tell your need what God says. Amen. Amen. When, when, when lack tries to show up, tell your, tell that lack these verses. You have to put what God says in your mouth and then God's power will work in your situations. Tell your need what God says. You have to talk it. I said, you have to talk it. Um, I will continue. I've shared it in the past and I'll continue to share it because these things are so key. And I'm going to give you three steps of what God taught me to exit any test, Mm -hmm. any trial. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care if it's a physical problem. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a mental issue. I don't care if it's a financial issue. I don't care if it's a marital thing. No matter what issue you're facing, if you'll take these three steps, you will, you will experience victory that belongs to you every single time. Um, how many of you know that every thought that comes to you did not come from you? That's part of the skill of the word and part of the skill of faith is recognizing where did this thought come from? That's a skill we have to develop. Just because we have faith doesn't mean we're not going to hear the wrong thing. The enemy will suggest and threaten the wrong thing. We need to recognize. Uh, Listen, when God speaks to us, he speaks to us in our spirit. And what he says in our spirit comes up and enlightens our mind. It comes from within. When the enemy speaks, it comes from the outside against the mind. But notice they both end up at the mind. That's the crossroads section right there. That's the place we have to recognize where did this come from? Uh Recognize did that come from in here? Or did it come from out here? If it troubles you, it came from out here. Even God has shown me and spoken to me about things to come. Uh, A test that were going to come. Opposition that was going to come. But when he told me, none of that troubled me. Why? Because no word he gives is troubling. He was just alerting me, letting me know so that I could be forewarned. Yes. Why? To be forewarned, then I can be prepared for it. That's right. I can be forearmed. Yes. And so anything that even God would reveal to you, maybe God would reveal of some change that's coming in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times that 
um, you may know that a loved one is going to go home to be with the Lord at some time, yeah. sometime in the, in the near future. God may tell you that. Um, but when God says something to you, it doesn't trouble you. Yeah. When the devil says something, it, it causes harassment, mm-hmm. uh, being unsettled, mm-hmm. um, depression, yeah. fear, all of these an- anxious, right. panic, all these things. Recognize where do these thoughts come from? Right. When you recognize a thought that's not bringing you into peace, not leading you into joy, reject it. Yes. How do you reject it? You answer it. Yes. Number one, in the face of every test, you have to answer opposition. Right. Answer the wrong words you hear. Answer pains you feel. Right. Answer right. symptoms in your body. Right. Amen. Amen. Answer circumstances around your life. Yes. If you're going to be skillful in faith, you have to learn this. You not only have to be good at talking to God, you have to be good at talking to circumstances, talking to the devil, talking opposition. We don't talk to the devil in conversation. We talk to him in authority. Amen. Amen. Not mindful of him, but from, we answer him mindful of who's in us and the place of victory we occupy. So number one, no matter what comes against you during a season of testing, trial, opposition, answer it. That's yes. right. Amen. If you're waiting for God to do something, he can only do what you've answered. Yes. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. People Amen. are waiting for God to deal with it and he's waiting for us to answer it. Yes. People right. would say, why did God let this happen to us? Well, it's not what God lets happen. What do we let happen? Right. Right. That's true. Right. Amen. 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 What did we not answer? Right. right. What we don't have, what we don't resist has permission to stay. That's right. So we must answer wrong thoughts, Mm -hmm. wrong feelings. I mean, you can have a sense of unforgiveness try to come up towards someone. You answer it. Say, oh no, I'm I'm not going to get an unforgiveness. I've forgiven that person. I hold no grudge against them. You have to answer those things. What about in your marriage? What about in your home? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Things that you could get offended over with your spouse. Oh no, I'm not going to take offense. You better answer that, that temptation to be offended. Everything that opposes you, you have to answer it. Answer it specifically with the word. If the answer, if say, for example, if the, if the, if the devil threatened, you're going to lose your business. Oh no, devil, I won't lose my business because God blesses the work of my hands. See, you have to answer it specifically, not just generally, but specifically. Number two, tell the spirit after you've answered it, tell that spirit of fear that talked to you to leave. So he doesn't just hang around your head and just start feeding stuff in. You have authority over, over your domain, over your realm. You have authority. Amen. Amen. One of my favorite stories that happened with brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen was the spiritual father to my husband and I for decades. He talked about when he was take he was going on a trip. He was driving years ago to minister at some churches and a pastor friend of his was going to accompany him on the trip. When the pastor got in the car, they would, they were driving in those days and, um, as opposed to flying commercially and, um, the pastor, Brother Hagen knew that this pastor had, was a diabetic, that he had diabetes. So as soon as he got in Brother Hagen's car, Brother Hagen turned to him and said, as long as you're with me, you'll never have to take an insulin shot. Your blood will register normal. Your insulin will register normal. Mm-hmm. He didn't pray for him. He just 
said it. What did he do? He took dominion. He answered it. That pastor told Brother Hagen at the end of the trip, it was a 10-day trip, and he said, Brother Hagen, from day one, when I would test my blood sugar, it was completely normal. He said, when it was, he said, when I saw it as completely normal, he said, I tested it. He said, I ate sugar. I ate what things I shouldn't have eaten. And he said, and my blood still registered normal. My insulin level still registered normal. And then he went back home. He said, after 10 days of traveling, it took several days after he was back home and his, and he still registered normal numbers. He said after several days, then his, he started registering sugar again or mm-hmm. his insulin levels were off again. Mm-hmm. And he had to start getting back on his insulin shots. And it dawned on him, wait a minute. If Brother Hagen's words can affect me. Now, see, you say, well, can I do that for everybody? No, only once they're in your realm. Right. See, a king has dominion over his own realm. You That's can't go that and do that in someone else's house, right. someone else's life. But when they come into your authority, your territory. Yes. And so, uh, so he said, well, if Brother Hagen's words would have that kind of effect on my health, how much more my own words would have that kind of effect on my life. And he said, this was something he was born with as a child. Mm -hmm. And so he had lived with it his whole life. And he said, you know what? I'm not living with it anymore. And he took authority and he stood his ground. And before long, he didn't have to, he, his blood was completely normal. What does that mean? Answer it. Answer it. And then tell the devil to leave. The one that threatens you, the one that brings all the threats against your mind, tell him to, to desist in his maneuvers. Amen. Amen. Don't let fear hang around in your home. Talk Amen. to it. Answer yeah. it. Amen. Uh, the spirit of fear doesn't hang out where it can't get an audience. Yeah. Right. You see, yeah. how do you not get an audience? You have to answer that thing. Every time there's a, every, any, every, any tinge, any hint of fear, you answer it. You talk, no, you don't. You back up. I love something Dr. Summerall used to say. He said, if the devil said to me, there's a boogeyman in that closet, he says, I go kick the door open. (laughs) What's that mean? I'm aggressive against it. I don't wait for it. I don't wait for something to come against me. I deal with it. Amen. Amen. So the exit out of every test, out of every opposition, number one, answer what's opposing you. Number two, tell the devil that's troubling your mind to leave. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, maybe a devil isn't, maybe the enemy's not trying to trouble my mind. With every test, he always launches an attack against the mind. Always. Why? Because he's got to get you thinking wrong so that you'll even yield to the test. Amen. When you think right, you won't, you, you, you keep the door closed to him. He can't work. So even if it's a financial problem, he's going to attack the mind. Even if it's a marital problem, he's going to attack the thought life. Even if it's just a physical problem with your body, he's going to attack your thought life. With every test comes an attack on the mind. That's why you answer it. That's why you tell that devil, that fear, the spirit of fear to leave. Amen. Number three, you worship God. Now, this is what you're going to spend the bulk of the time doing in the midst of a test is worshiping God. Why do we have to worship God at a time like that? Because it keeps you connected to your faith. It keeps you connected to your spirit so that the enemy can't draw you into that mental arena and beat you up, beat you up mentally, overwhelm you mentally. Uh 
Amen. Stay connected to your faith. Stay connected to your heart. Worship is a flow of faith. Every time you say, Father, I worship you, I worship you, and you say it from your spirit, you're releasing faith. And what does faith do? It keeps the door open to God. It keeps the door open to the power of God to keep working. So to, to exit out of every single test and every single trial, number one, say it with me. You answer it. Number two, Tell that spirit, tell that devil that's speaking to you to leave. Uh, number three, you worship. Amen. You don't have to sit and resist the devil all day long. Spend most of your day worshiping. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In the, in the midst of every test and every trial, there is complete provision for what opposes you. For that need, there's complete provision. Amen. Um, turn with me, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 4, and I'm just going to read the last few words of Hebrews chapter 4 in verse 3, and uh, I'm going to read the Amplified Classic Translation, just looking at the last few uh, words of this passage. It says, His works had been completed and prepared and waiting for all who would believe from the foundation of the world. This is so enlightening to us. Look at this. God's works have been completed, prepared, and waiting. Your answer is waiting on your faith. That's right. It's waiting for your faith to show up. Why? Because it says it's waiting for all who would believe. Uh Look at this last phrase, from the foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. When did God prepare your answer? When did God prepare your help from the foundation of the world? Before your need ever showed up, he already prepared the help, the answer, the supply for it. It's amazing. It's waiting for faith. It's waiting for your faith. Uh, What's the word tell us? This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. This, what, your victory is waiting for something. It's waiting for your faith to show up. That's what this verse says. Everything you have need of, it is already completed and prepared. It's waiting on you. Many think they're waiting on God. He's waiting for their faith to show up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, You think about it um, in Egypt when the Pharaoh gave out the edict the order, the directive that every Hebrew baby was to be killed. Right. Moses' mama said, not in my house. Yeah. Not in my house. God gave her a plan. And uh, in that plan, that plan was already prepared before that king ever spoke. Right. Yes. And she made a basket She sent it down the Nile River and she told her daughter, follow that basket, find out where that thing ends up. Mm -hmm. I have, it's not a mistake that it ended up right where the Pharaoh's daughter was at in the river. Right. Not mistake of all the multitudes of people that would have been around that river. Right. It showed up there. And uh, (coughs) she sees this baby, takes him out of the water. Miriam watches her take him out and she comes up and says, do you need someone to care for that child? She said, I sure do. She says, I'll go get you somebody. Went and got Moses' mama. (laughs) So he's back with his family. And at the expense of the Pharaoh, he's raising the Hebrew. This Hebrew boy is being 
educated, raised and enjoying the benefits. Mm -hmm. Why? Because one little mama heard from God yes. a plan. Yes. I firmly believe that if every mama would have believed God, asked God, God had a plan prepared to rescue every baby. Yes, yes that's right. But uh, she would not take what was offered her. Right. When, the, when, when the Pharaoh said, your baby dies, not my baby. Right. Not my baby. Right. So know this, uh, what is God saying to you? Your answer is in that. Your help yes. is in that. Follow what God is telling you to do. When she yes. followed what God said to do, her son was rescued, but not only that, he turned around and rescued a nation. Right. Yes. Yes. The Pharaoh had no idea that his household was paying for the one who would deliver God's people from his own hand. The wisdom, the genius of God. <laughs> the wisdom of God. It's so, so, so impressive. No matter what your need is, there is a supply that the same genius has already prepared. Release your faith. Amen. You say, Pastor Nancy, how do I release my faith? Well, we see how to do that. Uh, when we look at the life of Abraham, it said, Abraham, he called those things which be not as though they were. That's right. What did he do? He called himself the father of many nations before it, his, he ever had a child. Right. He called his answer to him. He called his miracle to him. How are you going to receive a miracle? You call it. Right. How are you going to receive a healing? You call it. Yes. How are you going to receive provision? You call it. Yes. Amen. Yes. Why? Because it already belongs to you. Tell it yes. to come on home. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Oral Roberts used to make a statement every day, miracles are coming to you or going past you. Right. How do you keep miracle power from passing you by? You call it. You say, I receive that power. Yes, right. Every day, the power of God is moving. Right. You say, how do you know every day the power of God's moving? Because God's never stopped. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's yeah. God doesn't stop. Yeah. His power doesn't stop. Yeah. It's always moving. Uh -huh. You're the one who determines whether or not it stops with you. Yes. Yes. Amen. You call it. I call myself healed. I call myself free. I call myself restored. Yes. I call myself whole. Yes. Amen. Yes. God is waiting to hear what you say about it yeah. because what you say is his permission to perform it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, we're able to come to you every day for one reason, and that's because of the generosity of Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Copeland Ministries, the partners who partner with him are the ones who pay for all this airtime for every programmer on the Victory Channel. And what a generous gift. And... Uh, we know that the word that comes out across this channel is a blessing to your life, a rescue to you. It's available 24 hours a day that no matter what you're facing, you can turn it on. Yes. So we, we say, how important is that to you? It's so important to us. Yes. And so we ask you that if you're not already, pray about becoming a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And you can sign up to be a partner by going to kcm.org. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. When God increases you, every arena of your life will increase. In this book, I Have a Supply by Nancy Dufresne, you will learn how rich and unending your supply is from God and how to make it a reality in your everyday life. 
Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, October 15th through the 19th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting your miracle. Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.